So, uh, Israeli actress uh, Gal Gadot announced recently that she was uh, teaming up with director Patty Jenkins, her Wonder Woman director and collaborator, on a new movie about Cleopatra. I saw Wonder Woman because uh, Gadot is an Israeli. I like the idea of uh, Israeli movie and TV stars playing on big stages and screens throughout the world. Israeli content is now eagerly consumed, not only in the West, but in the Middle East as well. I saw Wonder Woman back in what was then called a movie theater. It's hard to remember now, but a long time ago, in a land far, far away, film used to be projected on a screen in a large auditorium where lots of people used to come and sit together and watch this movie. You can read about it in history books. Seriously, sometimes hundreds of fans would line up just to see a film together because they thought that the collective experience would be more enjoyable than just sitting at home and watching a film. They were so naive. These masses were unperturbed about germs and viruses. They may as well have just kissed each other, or hugged, or held hands, or crowded onto a dance floor. Although some revisionist historians claim that that is what they used to do. Anyway, in her announcement, Gadot explained that she was excited to tell Cleopatra's story for the first time through a woman's eyes, both behind the camera referring to her collaborator, the director, Jenkins, as well as in front of the camera. Within seconds, social media erupted in rage. The anger seemed to range from those who insisted that white actors should not play black historical figures, to Israelis should not play the Queen of Egypt, because, as some contended, Zionists already stole Arab lands, and now they shouldn't steal Arab culture. Politically correct social warriors pointed out that Gadot served in the Israeli Defense Forces, what they termed a colonial army. Few of the agitated agitators bothered to opine on Gadot's acting skills. Kind of an important factor in a movie. I make six brief comments, one for each day of creation. One, get a life. It's a movie. I know that it's hard nowadays to convince people that movies are fantasy. We live in an era when the president is a television reality star. During these very days, he reportedly planted, planned on ripping his shirt off after COVID-19 over there in the uh, White House to reveal a Superman t-shirt. So given our conflation of fantasy and reality, I think it's important to emphasize that Wonder Woman does not actually exist. Every actress, actress who played her and every actress who will play her is pretending. Gal Gadot does not have superpowers. She cannot fly. She cannot block bullets. And when she does play Cleopatra, 
she will not actually be Cleopatra. She's acting. That's what actors do. And remember something else. It's not your movie. You won't put up the money or spend years of your life working on the production. Your choice is simply whether you want to spend your money to see the movie. If you don't like anything about a movie, it's content, producers, directors, actors, script, don't watch and don't go. And in any case, these people are not complaining about the content of the movie. They have no idea what the content of the movie is. They haven't produced a screenplay yet. What they are complaining about is the identity of the actress. We call that identity politics. Two, according to most scholars, Cleopatra wasn't black. She was a Ptolemy. Her ancestry was Macedonian, Greek. She was the queen of Egypt, but most scholars believe that she was not ethnically Egyptian. And in any case, at that time, Egypt was not Muslim. The Muslim conquest of Egypt transpired seven centuries after the reign of Cleopatra. Three, I resonate with and am supportive of the broader critique of diversity. Throughout society, and of course in the film industry, the effort to diversify, to offer opportunities that did not exist before to women, minorities, people of color, is both praiseworthy and necessary. Judaism hates prejudice and racism. From the beginning, we were aware of the dual nature of the human creature. On the one hand, noble in reason, admirable in action, like an angel in apprehension, but on the other hand, filled with primitive rage, hatred, intolerance, and superstition. In this week's Torah portion, Cain murdered his brother because of jealousy and because he could. He had the power. The Parsha describes how every human being is descended from the first human beings. We are all made of the same clay. One God created us. Discrimination based not on our actions, but on our very essence, the color of our skin or our gender, violates Judaism's most basic principles. Have we not all one father, the prophet, preached, why then do we betray one another? Moreover, Judaism encourages remedial actions to correct past mistakes. That was the point of the 10 days of repentance that we just observed. For this reason, I am sympathetic to actions and policies that take into account past discrimination. Why shouldn't Hollywood be more sensitive to women and minorities? And why shouldn't it encourage and support such people? What's wrong with that? In the end, the market will decide anyway whether the investment was wise. Four, I find it ironic that even before anybody has seen a screenplay, accusations of white privilege, whitewashing, and cultural appropriation are being hurled at two female Hollywood figures who announced that they were making the film in order to 
tell Cleopatra's story for the first time from a women, woman's perspective? One of the two, Gadot, is a member of the Jewish minority. 0.01% of the world's population. You can put all of the Jews in one Shanghai neighborhood. According to Gadot and Jenkins, the point of their film is to promote female empowerment. Five, therefore, I can't shake the feeling that some of the animosity toward Gal Gadot is the same old anti-Israel, anti-Zionist delegitimation campaign unleashed on Israel since its birth. And inevitably, some of that mutates into anti-Semitism. When you think about it, whatever was Cleopatra's skin color, why shouldn't an Israeli portray an ancient Middle Eastern queen who ruled during the Second Jerusalem Temple period, 300 miles from where Gadot grew up in the Middle East, some of Israel's opponents consider Gadot like Israel itself, not Middle Eastern at all. It's part of that ancient anti-Jewish libel. For 2,000 years, Jews were viewed as foreign, not part of the nation and the culture where they lived. We were inauthentic everywhere. Europeans considered us non-Europeans. Non-Europeans considered us Europeans, white and privileged. There is widespread ignorance of the fact that most Israelis are what we would call today Jews of color, descendants of Jewish refugees from Arab and Muslim countries. And most Israelis whose ancestors were European arrived in Israel penniless refugees, so unprivileged that they crawled to the promised land with only the threadbare fraying clothes on their back. Why shouldn't an Israeli portray the Queen of Egypt? Jews lived in Egypt for thousands of years until expelled by 20th century Egyptian autocrats. Why shouldn't an Israeli portray a Ptolemy queen? Jews lived in Greece for thousands of years. Six, perhaps this is the most important point of all, the subtlety and power of art are being lost in our contemporary maelstrom of rage and political correctness. Cancel culture deprives us of nuance, depth, and real understanding. Censorship, whether imposed from the outside or self-imposed, is devastating to the artistic process. Great art is created through interpretation. It's the ability to inhabit a character through the artist's own eyes and own background and own experiences. It is to imagine what the other feels. And the result of this tension, of this dynamic, is often profound empathy. 
George Eliot didn't have to be Jewish to write Daniel Deronda. In fact, that she was not Jewish made her masterpiece even more powerful. Tom Hanks didn't have to be gay to portray Andrew Beckett in the movie Philadelphia. Helen Mirren didn't have to be Jewish to portray Maria Altman, a Holocaust survivor, in Woman in Gold. Hamlet was played by women. I saw a Royal Shakespeare production last year in which a black actor played the Prince of Denmark, bringing to the role widely praised different and unique perspectives. And I have news for our Christian brothers and sisters. Jesus was not white. He was Semitic, dark-skinned. Does this disqualify white, blue-eyed actors from portraying Jesus? George Gershwin is buried in our synagogue cemetery. Cantor Singer, he wrote music that is based on old Jewish chazanut. Jewish cantorial music. Non-Jews who play Gershwin's music are not culturally appropriating Judaism. And Jewish musicians who play jazz are not appropriating African-American culture. Actually, it's the opposite. These are expressions of respect, admiration, and even love. You are, of course, entitled to whatever political and social philosophy you want. Just don't call the intolerant, politically correct cancel culture liberal. It is not liberal. It is profoundly illiberal. Liberals believe what Martin Luther King taught, that we should be judged not by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. Actors, directors, writers should be judged not by the color of their skin, but by the quality of their art.